Oh, it's Aslan. Try to make it as quick as possible. You know what I'm going to say. Have an iPhone? Have an iPad? Use the podcast app to listen to the show? Please search for Wake Up or Chant on the podcast app. You'll see two results. They look absolutely identical. But the one on the right, tap on that one. You should see it's got like over a 1,000 reviews. Be sure you're subscribed and downloaded to that one. If for some reason you're having trouble downloading that feed, don't worry about it. Don't sweat it. Just keep doing what you're doing. We don't want to create any headaches for anybody. But again, if you're on the podcast app, search for Wake Up Board Chant. You'll see two results. Hit the one on the right. Hit the music. Let's go. Showtime. From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more Corner Pocket. Now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunchavandy and Corey Clark. Wake up! What is up? It is Wake Up Warchant, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill in Tallahassee, Florida. Coming up on today's show... Renegade Express, all your questions, talking wake, big picture, small picture, a little bit of ridiculousness, all mixed in there. Wake Up Board Champ presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida, cptallybar.com. That's the website. Come hang out with Jeff Cameron and Corey Clark starting at 530 for their happy hour live at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. If you're not in town, check it out on War Chant TV. Uh, they'll get you ready for the game. We're doing something every single day in the lead-up. That's what we do at Warchant.com. We're the ultimate semi sports source. It's still only a dollar, but only for today, I guess, right, Corey? This is the last day of it, huh? The 30th, and then it's over. That's right. You got one more day. I think it goes to the first, so maybe two days. Maybe you got to October Why risk 1st. It? Why risk it, though? Why Corey? risk it? We don't know that for sure. We know for sure that today you can sign up for a dollar. Don't know? You can do it on, on Saturday. And I can if they beat Wake Forest to go to 5-0, and I'm going to put it into a right then. Yeah. So oh, you got you got about 24 hours left, maybe. Uh, if you're in town for the game, come pre-style, or rather pre-game in style at the Hotel Indigo. Doors open at 11.30 in the morning. The live show pre-game, which is War Chant Game Day, presented by Zaxby, starts at 12.30 with Jeff Cameron and Tom Lang. Uh, Corey might make a cameo. Ira might make a cameo. If you're in town, you don't come by and say hi to us. Rude. It's like mm. the opposite of an Irish exit. It's like, a, I don't mm. know, like Irish... Hello. You don't even come and say hi to us. So come on out. Hang out at the hotel in to go. Doors open. 1130. Live show starts at 1230. I will definitely be at Corner Pocket. So if you get into town on Friday, which I assume if you're going to an afternoon game on Saturday, you'll be in town Friday evening probably. I hope everybody that's planning on coming up can get up up here safely. Um, Yeah, come by Friday. That's it. You're guaranteed to see me then. And once again, special thanks to all of our great listeners that hopped on the live show the other night and uh, threw some money our way that went to the American Red Cross. All the money raised on mm. that show went to the American yep. Red Cross and their efforts to extend aid and relief to those affected by Hurricane Ian down there in southwest Florida. We raised over $1,100 in about an hour. You guys are freaking awesome. Uh, we'll never take your generosity for granted. Uh, really horrible images to wake up to on Thursday. Um Things not getting much better, obviously, with such catastrophic damage. But uh, you're in our thoughts. We're hoping. I hope all the the Jakes and khakis and you're in good hands, and all the geckos are uh, mm. heading down there to to get you folks back on your feet as fast as humanly possible here. Uh, so hopefully, this maybe is a little bit of relief for you. Uh, and if you're not here right now, you're not listening. Uh, we're thinking about you, and then we'll, we'll all we'll all reconvene when Florida State's like seven and zero with game day coming to town, right, Corey? 
Indeed. And it's always, you know, I've done it a few times since we've been, well, since I've had this living arrangement where I spend half my time uh, up here in the Atlanta area. Um, it's really heartening to when I'm driving away from a hurricane, which has happened a, a few times, and you see just a, on the other side of the highway, just power truck after power truck after power truck driving into the storm, toward the storm yeah. to go help people. Uh, it's just, you know, it makes you feel good about, uh, you know, they're coming from Georgia. They're probably coming from Tennessee, from South Carolina. They're, they're being called upon to go help out their uh, fellow countrymen. Sometimes I wish we felt more about, felt like each, felt about each other like that um, in everyday life. But you always, you always have a good idea, you know, that, that when things are going bad, Americans will put aside something to go help out fellow Americans, man. And that was, it's always, I don't know, it just fills me a little, even when uh, uh, a catastrophic, uh, tr tragedy like like Hurricane Ian was, you get heartened when you see when you see stuff like that. All those power trucks going the other in the opposite direction towards the storm to go help people out. Run people they the don't roar. even live near. People from other states. Run to the roar. That's true mm. bravery, everybody. Uh, yep. So we're thinking about you, folks, man. And hopefully the Knowles can help provide a little bit of uh, you know some semblance of a of a hearty moment for you folks. All right, let's start Renegade Express. A lot of questions, Corey. A yeah. lot of questions. Yeah. Yeah. We're flying through these bad boys. Trying. Knowles underscore, no underscore one. Aslan, you don't have to use the underscore. Okay. Wake up, guys. Corey, fellow Georgia guy here. I used to coach a certain high school in Gwinnett, although I'm not a native Gwinnettian. Is that what you people are? Yeah, you are? said it right. Good job. What has been your biggest hit? What you thought going into the year and what has not played out the way you thought it would? Thank you. Keep up the great work. Go, Knowles. Hmm. Johnny? Um, Johnny was a nice hit. We've been yeah, on Johnny for yeah. a while. Uh, uh, I liked that Tate did what he did against Louisville. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't. I don't. And I, look, I get things wrong all the time. Nah, I, I, don't, I don't. I can't. I well, you know, throughout the course of my life, let's just say it's probably two a year that I just get something wrong. Uh, usually, I'm right 99 percent of the time. But uh, just ask my ex-wife. She, <laughs> she, she, she would tell you that for sure that I'm just right about everything. Um, I can't. Is there anything that I thought would be better than it's been? Maybe uh, the safety play, but I don't think the safety mm. play has been bad. Um, it just hasn't been like game changing yet. Uh, but I think those guys are good players. Uh, so other than that, I I don't know. I, don't, I, I feel like things have kind of played out the way I, the way I thought. And yeah, Johnny, I thought Johnny would be a difference maker, and he and he is uh, proven to be. Ah, but they're they're four. No, you didn't. You didn't predict four and oh oh sure yeah i was just talking about a hit like he said something you hit on so yeah. like a prediction you had about a, a player or a, a a position group i thought is what he meant um and i don't yeah i think that maybe the wide receiver's been better than i thought they would be i yeah i'll say that because i i thought the wide receivers would be better but i didn't know they would be you know unequivocally good mm. um and that so i guess that's been a um i guess that's something i kind of missed on Let's uh, keep this thing moving then. Jangalang, wake up, big dog and Aslan. First off, don't listen to these guys, Corey. Sending shirtless photos to your friends is perfectly normal. If you can't send them to your friends, who can you send them exactly to? Exactly right. What is Aslan even on this earth for if to not receive shirtless photos of me? I got my haircut the other day, and my uh, barber pulls out his phone to show me this stomach tattoo he's got, and I saw like three nipples, and I don't know what was going on. Mm. Felt a little bit uncomfortable. Okay, not you like, did not see that on me, though, thankfully. No, I just saw just two, two nipples and just chiseledness. Yeah, right. Secondly, great ref 
reference to one of the all-time father-son movies in Over the Top, the Kenny Loggins song has me misty thinking about the good times mm. of my father. Yeah. See you, was meet you halfway. Across the sky. <laughs> yeah, Robert Loja's in that, I think. Yeah, He's like the correct. father-in-law. The, the wife is dying. Yeah. And old Hawk Hudson or whatever. What's his name? Lincoln Something Hawk. Lincoln Hawk. Yeah. What he a just goes and beats the uh, the uh, big bald fat guy. I guess he was very very strong too. There, ah, spoiler gang. Sorry, if you haven't seen Over the Top, weirdly Sylvester Stallone doesn't lose at the end. He, his character wins the final big big competition. Uh, anywho, Noel's defense going to rise up this weekend. Thirty eight twenty good guys. That'd be something, man. That would. I just that spread seven points. That just. I don't know. I, it just seems like a lot, but I, it, it uh, clearly Vegas uh, thinks that Florida State is better. I think Florida State is better. Doesn't mean I, they'll win. Yeah. I think Florida State is a better football team. November 5th, wake up. What a weird game week. Hoping for everyone's safety. This is my first time posting since we moved to the new site. Why did you user. say November 5th? That's the name of the person, Corey. Oh, well, that was confusing. So I, well, I'm glad I, I spoke for everyone there, I think. Uh, by the way, somebody was like, uh, can you guys start saying the name of the person you're interviewing on your YouTube videos? I don't know who's speaking and it's it's in the item description it'll it'll say like uh jordan travis so be on the lookout oh, for that everybody. right yeah there you go my old username was john henry jones jr reference to indiana jones uh way too awkward to say so my new username is in reference to november 5th 1955 where fsu beat villanova 16 to 13 at doke this was in the midst of a three-game winning streak over villanova deal with it wildcats you don't mm. want this heat don't bother <laughs> looking up the 57 season Love the work that you guys do. Beat Wake. Thank you, November 5th. Thank you very much. That was all pretty random, but I love it. I love randomness. Yeah. Quick, to the point, big winning streak over Villanova. I like it. Yeah, their avatar used to be, I think, a Whataburger, the Whataburger on Thomasville Road. Now it's, uh, I think, is it LeVar Burton who was in Star Trek? Um, yeah, like the the one in the 80s, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. That's his avatar now. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Uh, Lavar, I was kind of hoping he, you know, I'll say that I, I was kind of hoping he'd get Jeopardy. I think a lot of people were, and he did get to like celebrity host it, right? I guess. Yeah. I think, but I don't think he crushed it like uh, uh, Blossom and uh, what's his name, Ken Jennings did. Don't think he quite crushed it, but I was hoping, I was hoping he'd get that job. Seems like a likable dude. Uh, Gary Sinsamalia, not Sismesa. Wake up, gentlemen. Do we think Sam Hartman is the product of mastering one very unique offensive style, or do we think he would have similar success elsewhere? Also, where do I drop off my canned goods for the Wake Forest team? This is a part of the part where we'll get some jokes in. Noel Holla, wake up, fellas, related post. Has anyone set up a food drive for Wake Forest yet? Curious, so I know where to send all the food that I'm taking out of a freezer that took a dump. Also, I have a generator they can rent if needed. So there's our... Uh, our Wake Forest. Punch. Here's the thing that kind of goes against what I was saying at the beginning of the show about how you feel good about Americans and, <laughs> and providing relief. But understand that if Wake had just been hit by a hurricane or something like that, and I, I think South Carolina will be like it's going to form back in the Atlantic and hit. It won't be as strong as it was when it hit Fort Myers. But Florida State fans would provide food for for Wake Forest. I truly believe that. Just like I think Wake Forest fans, you know, the hundred and twenty that would come down for this game would provide food or you know what I mean they do yeah. a canned food drive or something for a fellow conference mate yeah. but yes I, we can make jokes now because it was a it was a pretty ridiculous thing to say I, don't, I think Sam Hartman would be I think Sam Hartman could win a lot of football games at Alabama he could probably win a national title at Alabama I mean he's got he missed a game or two or maybe just one game he's got 13 touchdowns and two interceptions this season yeah I mean, last year he threw for 30 freaking nine 
Now, his completion percentage is not great in the past. He's 64% right now. Last year, he was under 59%. Um, and I know a lot of the stuff that opens up downfield for him is a product of this very unique yeah. offense. I don't know that he's a guy that, like, uh, would set the world on fire, though, at Alabama, or a, 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 a more traditional type offense. I don't know how good he – I think he'd be good enough at a place like Florida State that runs a different offense. But I do think um, there are some unique aspects to this offense where you uh, – he, he reads it, he sees it quick. He's been He's played so much football, man. He's not going to be surprised by anything. But having that slow mesh does open up holes in a defense that Jordan Travis doesn't see. They're, they're, it's just a different kind of or one-on-one opportunities downfield that maybe other quarterbacks just don't get. But let's not kill the kid. I mean, he's really good, and he he certainly thrives in it. He runs it really well. I don't know that he could run another another offense as, as well as this one. But I I also don't know that he couldn't. Does that make sense? I think he'd figure it out. I mean, again, he he executes that offense at such yeah. a high level. It's not like he was born for that. It wasn't like they were going to create this offense all around this one gentleman. Um, I mean, he's he's figured it out. He listen. He was the starting quarterback in eighteen when Taggart's team took him out. So he's he's figured it out, man. He, it wasn't like he hit the ground running from day one. Cause but then offense. he took over in nineteen, right? When uh, and he won that game in the rain in Winston Salem against Florida State. But he was the backup quarterback. Yeah. Jamie Newman was the starter, yeah. Yeah. and then didn't uh, didn't play. And then Hartman was good enough. They had that one receiver that put up a ton of yards. I can't remember who it was, but Dorch uh, was it Dorch or was it? After I don't Dorch? think. I thought it was a bigger type kid. Uh, I, I just can't remember. He literally had – he was averaging like 130 yards a game or something. But either way, um, it is a unique offense, but he – you know, it, it almost doesn't even matter because he's in this offense and he's really good at it. I don't know if he's an NFL prospect, though. I don't know I, I don't know that I would predict him to be in the NFL for 10 years. Uh, looking to the future, big picture, we'll put these two together, Mobile Knoll as well as Old Dads and Knoll. Uh, also, if you're going to hold your breath and get your question read, Knoll's Mad 2000. Uh, who's from Orlando, went to Dr. Phillips. Uh, we talked about this last week. He asked us, would you rather go 9-3, and three, beat Miami and Florida, or 10-2, and two, and those are your two losses. I'd rather go 9-3. and three. Corey said he'd rather go 10-2. and two. Yeah, so. uh, beating Clemson, uh, going to the ACC championship game, which you would if you only had one loss, I think. I mean, I guess it would depend on how it plays out, but you'd have a very good chance of getting to the ACC championship game because you'll have beaten Clemson, and you'll be 7-1 and one in the ACC. Uh, I well, I guess that's not oh, true, okay. right? Because yeah, well, the Miami would be a loss, right? Yeah, I still think ten and two, man, that resonates. That's a big deal. You have a chance to go eleven and two after being five and seven. I, I still think you take the the ten and two, but yeah, nine and three with those two wins, I get it. I'm just yeah. I'm I'm, I'm okay, couching. Yeah. Right, we're not reading it. We read it last week. Mobile yeah. Noel, wake up! Not going to butcher my question this week. FSU has already done a lot to prove itself, but since we have not been all that great for the last five years, it seems like we're being downplayed in the media. If FSU beats Wake, do you think we have a legit shot at the top 10, an ACC title uh, visit, and maybe a Jordan-Travis-Heisman campaign? Go Knowles, beat Wake, eat Zaxby's, drink the Luna. Uh, Old Dadzenol also asks, uh, maneuvering through the schedule looks a little bit easier than we thought going to the year. Would you rather make it to the playoffs and get pummeled or have a nice season or two, then get in later on when we can match up better with the big three? So... Yeah, I mean that's a fair question. It's not one that it's not a bridge we really need to cross right now. I don't think um, we'll see. I, you know, we'll see what I say in November about that. But, um, you know, I, I think it's always going to be to get in the playoffs. Look, as a Braves fan, it really stings and hurts to lose World Series and lose postseason series. Um, it's still a lot better to get there than to not get there. 
you still had a better season than like if Florida State had gotten to the Final Four in 2020 if they had had it and then they got housed by Kentucky by 25 points, you still wouldn't say, well, I wish they'd rather have been in the Elite Eight. I wish they had gotten beaten in the Elite Eight or the Sweet 16. No, no, man, go. That's an accomplishment. Getting to the playoff would be an, a huge accomplishment. So I think you would definitely take that, even if you lose by 40 points to Alabama. Because everybody, who's going to make fun of you? Everybody loses to Alabama. But Michigan State fans, Notre Dame fans, other than Clemson and Ohio State and Georgia, everybody loses by 40 points to Alabama. Well, I guess in, Tennessee, in Texas this year. Yeah, I was going to try to play devil's advocate, but you pretty much threw the water on that. So, yeah. There you go. Um, and we kind of talked about this on the other show. Beating Wake is, is very important. I think you start getting some respect. Uh, but in terms of, like, a Heisman campaign, you start getting eyeballs on it. But it, it'll be full steam ahead if you go into Raleigh and you win that game. Uh, I don't know if I would say you're going to be in the top ten if you beat Wake. But no, certainly ACC Championship game becomes much more of a clearer picture. Although, well, we'll know everything after these three weeks, right? These well, I know, next but they three want, games. They want to know what's we'll... going to go on after this game, though. Like, what happens? Yeah. No, what I mean, you're not going to be top game? ten. You're not going to be top ten after beating Wake. I and know, nobody... but does that mean? Like, would that does that give you a springboard? Do you think this team is no. that capable of? Okay. No, no, I, you, the no, because you still got to play at NC State and Clemson. Your two toughest games are still right uh, coming up in front of you. Um, you know, losing to Wake would mean, yeah, you're probably not going to be playing for an ACC championship. But beating Wake just sets you up to give you an opportunity to then put yourself in contention to win the AC to, to win the Atlantic. But those two games, really losing to Wake, if you still go out and beat NC, you, you still control everything. If you go out, I mean, you probably wouldn't expect to go out and beat NC State and Clemson if you lose to Wake this weekend. But if say you lose to Wake and you beat NC State and Clemson, well, you're leading the Atlantic. You know, so the, the the next two games are just more important than the weight game. And no, nobody's ever vaulted themselves into the Heisman discussion with a win over Wake Forest. Now, it can happen with back-to-back-to-back ranked wins over Wake, NC State, and Clemson. If he has magical games the next three games, yeah, he could he could at least be on the radar. I don't think he'd win it, but at least he'd start getting some... Um, the, he, he would be in conversation or like... Outside the top five, there'd be these other who's on the radar uh, trending in the right direction, and Jordan Travis might see his name on those lists. Yeah, I think that happens if you throw for four touchdowns against, you know, Wake Forest. I think yeah, some I mean, traction starts to DJ on it. He can't have as good a game as DJ just had, and I don't think anybody's expecting DJ to be a Heisman Trophy winner or candidate. Yeah, but I don't think DJ looked all that sharp against Louisiana Tech or, you know, hey, he looked all right against Georgia Tech, I guess. Put his numbers up. Kane, wake up, fellas. First time poser from Monroe, North Carolina, home of Jodeci. Oh, okay. Winner. Here we go. Winner. Uh, we're going to pair this one up with another. Uh, fellas, what is the number we have to hold Wake Forest to in the passing game that you'd feel comfortable making us win? And then we'll go down to our guy here that wants to talk about Adam Fuller, JP23. What do you think Adam Fuller and our defense, besides a number we have to hold Wake Forest to, have to do to win the game and provide confidence about our defense moving forward? So both sides say, of the coin. One one wants a number, one doesn't want a number, but one's yeah, exactly. That's tough. Stuff. I, you know, I, I I don't know, man. I I expect them to throw for three hundred yards. I don't think that kills you. Uh, they're going to move the ball and they're going to score points. If I, I I just think it's more important what they do in the running game. You know going in they're going to hit some big pass plays. They just will. But if you can somewhat hold up against the run, and that's what I would say to the next question about what does Fuller and the defense have to do, you have to be able to make them one-dimensional. 
make make them one dimensional where that mesh doesn't fool anyone it's not doing anything your your safeties or linebackers don't have to scream up the field and open up huge holes behind them where he pulls it out and can throw it over them if you can, if your front four can control the running game or your front six um if you include Deloach and Bethune if they can control the running game i i think you're going to win you know so i i think the bigger number is what they do running the ball honestly cuz i just go in assuming they're going to throw for 300 um, he's literally and, thrown for over 300 yards and at least three touchdowns in the three games he's played in Sam Hartman. Yeah. So. Now, I, and I think he threw, I don't know if he threw for 300 last year. He might have, I, I think so, but he threw for two or three long passes. And, you know, he, I think he had 240 yards passing by halftime of that game. So yeah, that's not good. Completed 71% of his passes. Yeah. That's not great. Um, but, but, um, but it's not, you know, it's not 320. I, I just think that if, if you can make them, the only way they can move the ball is to run it. Like, if it looks like LSU's running game, where they have to throw or have their quarterback scramble around and run, there's nothing there, you're going to win the game. But, you know, you don't probably have the horses you want to have on that defensive line necessarily to make that a reality. That's but not, let's hope. Let's hope, baby. I just don't know what I, – I listen, I get it, man. Adam Fuller's not overly popular with the fan base, but – I don't know. Is there some sort of exotic defense they want to see him throw at Wake Forest that's just going to stymie them as no one's been able to do here in the last two years where Sam Hartman's really kind of hit his stride? Yeah. I mean, so, like, whose fault is it? I mean, if they don't have Fabian Lovett, that really alters things. And then, you know, all right, so they do sell out to stop the run. Well, then if Sam Hartman starts throwing over the top and they make some catches and Omari and Cooper doesn't break up passes and Renardo Green can't break up a pass and gets beat, like, so then it's going to be Adam Fuller's fault for selling out the run and not giving enough safety support and leaving those guys on an island. And, again, I, and I don't want to sound like I'm sticking up for Adam Fuller all the time. I just I don't think he's nearly as much of a liability as a lot of people have this sort of concern about him being. But I just, man, they're going to have to stay disciplined. Like, they're going to get theirs, Wake Forest. I mean, if you hold them, I know the guy didn't want a number. Man, you hold Wake Forest under 35, I think that's a win. I know that's, that might make people kind of cringe a little bit, but they put 45 and two OTs against Clemson, 37 against Liberty, 45 against Vanderbilt. And I know you can be like, well, only, we're only going to do two points less than Liberty. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, I was thinking 30 to 28 to 30 is what you got to hold them to. But yeah, 35 might be uh, around the same. Uh, you know, yeah, it's it's just they're going to score some points. It's this isn't going to be a shutout, and it's not going to be a laugher. I mean, they're going to they move the ball. This kid knows what he's doing, and they got six three, six four, six two out wide. They can run and they go make plays. And they have an so. offensive line that can function. Like Boston, I know people may be looking at Boston College and thinking, all right, we can maybe just shut them down, take away. Oh no, yeah, late wakes a different animal. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, Dalvinism, wake up. Obviously, the offense much improved. Curious perspective from you guys, how much of it is attributable to Alex Atkins as offensive coordinator versus Mike Norvell calling plays? As someone who's at practice every day, how hands-on is Atkins with the entire offense versus when he was just the O-line coach? 
to me, honestly, it looks the same during yes, practice. Correct. correct. Uh, he he is solely focused on the offensive line, which you know, quite honestly, he he should be. The receivers have their coach. The running backs have their coach. The quarterback has his coach, and Norvell's kind of overseeing all of it. I think what we could never answer, we could never quantify, is what it's like in the film room or within the coaches' meetings when they're devising game plans, and he is saying, look, we can't block this, or we will crush them in this respect. We, this guy can't play. We will, let's, let's attack this person or that. We don't know. Um, so it's, it's hard to say. I mean, I like Norvell as a play caller. He's done, he's done a really good job, but... You know, if we're, I, it's hard to quantify which is a, a bigger reason for the for the success. I and honestly, you know, I would say the the receivers and the the elevation of play in the quarterback are, are as big. And I'm not trying to dismiss what they do because I think Norvell and Atkins are very important. And they're very good at their jobs uh, when they're devising a game plan and calling plays. I just think it's a, it makes it a lot easier when your quarterback's playing at a high level and he's got guys that he trusts that he can throw to. Well said. So that was me. That was Corey not answering another question. So you're welcome. No, everyone. I mean no. It it looks the same, man. It does. He's you know he's he's on headset. I think he's on headset, but I think he might have been on headset last year too. But yeah, the offensive line's kind of crowd around him. He's looking. He's focusing on the offensive line. What's going on up front? He's not running up and telling Johnny Wilson like, "Hey, man, you did not you know you didn't put your foot in the ground and make your proper cut." Like that. Ron Dugans is still handling that stuff. Right. Uh, so. Uh, I wonder how much of the the change like, is it tow cars is it is it addition by subtraction it was like Kenny two I don't know I, I feel like Kenny was in Jordan's corner the whole time I'm, I'm waiting just to yeah. see when all these accolades start pouring in for uh, Jordan how many you know I can't wait to see the tweets from Kenny about like yeah, called it knew well, it Dilly Dilly's you. been a little too quiet I you know I know that Georgia game freaked him out but they've been doing well since then he should be oh. uh, pushing his chest out a little about one of his uh, uh one of his uh, proteges. Uh, let's put these together. They're off-the-field kind of questions. Random underscore John. Good morning, Aslan. Corey may this week find you covering a team that will be 5-0 and Saturday evening. Mm, I have amen. seen several posts on here about the deplorable state of affairs regarding concessions, long lines, running out of food, high service fees. What, in your opinion on, what is your opinion on this year's concession situation versus previous years? We don't really hang – yeah, we're, we're the press box, so we, we're, we're fed like on a whole different – uh, situation. I've I've never been down to concessions since I was yeah. a student, and I haven't. Um, I don't think I've talked to anyone that. I mean, I've talked to people that have done it. I just I don't remember getting any feedback. I know the lines were really long for Duquesne, uh, but I didn't get any feedback from the one uh, from this past uh, Saturday against Boston College. But that that's not good if it's that long. They need to try to fix that. That's not that's not. You want people to come to these games, and you you need to make it as easy as possible and as enjoyable as possible. And standing in line for twenty five minutes for a, a watered down Coke or something ain't the way to do it. If things are as bad as the Depression era breadline, will Corey ask the head of concessions a question about the situation, like he asked Norvell about recruiting after starting zero and four? Maybe we'll get an impassioned speech about nachos, Wi Fi, and no concession stand will work harder than mm. any of the ones inside of Dope Campbell Stadium. Yeah. And they believe in their employees; they want the right people to be serving hot dogs and sodas. Uh, um, no, probably won't happen. But I, I, I uh, you know, look, look, we don't, we, we are really like the last people to ask about concessions because we don't sit in that part of the stadium. You guys all have better seats than us. We're a million miles in the air, but we don't have to deal with concessions, thankfully. So I, uh, you know, I, I don't know what's going on there. I know Offered, it's something that means, uh, uh, you know, Offered brought it up before the season that he was trying to make it a more enjoyable experience for the fans. Um, but I guess he's not getting uh, great reviews so far. 
I mean, I've seen the thread, but I haven't clicked on it. It got a lot of replies, so mm. obviously it's not a minority uh, take. Yeah. It's apparently it's pretty widespread. Well, and it, I don't want to. I don't want to dismiss that. Like you guys go to games, you you pay to go to games. I don't want to be like, uh, you know, it doesn't matter to us. It's just I can't speak intelligently on it because I haven't experienced it. Could have repeated. That's the name of this person. Mm. Uh, wake up first time posting on the news site. Uh, Help me stay connected when I was living in Beijing. These shows are pretty long with all the questions, so let me cut the praise short get to the question. Thank you. Other commenters cover most of the Wake Forest topics, so I want to ask a question about Florida State's long-term success. Any updates on the progress of the stadium renovations or the standalone football complex? What effect will these have on the program long-term? Uh, I think the construction projects coincide serendipitously. What's with all these big words, everybody? Come on, man. Uh, with the rise of the football program. Do you agree? Support the sponsors. Eat Zaxby's, drink Deluna, and adult beverages at the corner pocket. Go Noel. No, I mean, they were breaking ground. They were, the plan has been to break ground as soon as the Florida game is over. Um, for the that's been the plan football. for months, right? Yeah. yeah. For, the, for the IPF, not the IPF, sorry, the football facility. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, as far as we know, it, that's still full steam ahead. It is serendipitously timed, I think, because, yeah. It is, yes, absolutely. You show that, and to, you know, Corey and I disagree on this. We disagree about a lot of things, but I, I think it is important to have fac- these kind of facilities I mean, the money could maybe be better spent into NIL, but I don't know if you can divert the money that way. I don't know how it all works. But I still think even if you give these kids really handsome deals, they still want like a nice sleeping pod and they want a cool barber shop and they want a recording studio. I mean, these things, you know, you start coming down the margins when it comes to deciding where you go to college and you're like, all right, man, I'm going to be there for whatever, three years, but I'm always going to be hanging out at the facility. I'll be watching film. I'll be getting treatment. They sell them all this sort of stuff. And it's like you can either do it here in this palace or you can go here where you got to walk there to eat your food and they got to walk all the way over here to do that and yeah they consolidate all into this nice big building and they win football games and that really does help your recruiting uh, as for stadium renovations they continue to have all the mock-ups and i think our guy joel davis who's part of the bowden society like mm. high level part of the bowden society as well as our guy shane uh, was talking about just how cool uh, they're gonna they're gonna make these uh, i don't know when that's going to start happening, but they want to create these, like, he said they're going to have, like, a table, like this long oval table, pretty much like where the Chiefs used to be at, I guess part of the Champions Club, and you can have, like, this full spread, like a coffee table, and you're watching the game live outside. So uh, that's something that they're still showing to the, you know, donors, and I think is something they want to still go ahead and do. And, uh, yeah, I don't know how much that's going to affect the long-term success, but, hell, they'll make – Make it more pleasant for folks to come up to games. And you want, when, you, when you're waiting in line all that time, at least you can go back to a nice comfy seat mm, and hang out with all go. your friends like a coffee table in front of you. So that's that. All right, picking it up here. Scrolling back up, getting back on track. Hugo Boss. <laughs> nice name, I like that. Hi, Aslan. Hi, Corey. Wake up. First time asking a question, long-time listener. You keep me entertained every morning on my way to work. All your work is very much appreciated. Thank you. Thank question. you very much. We appreciate that. Next three opponents, Wake, NC State, Clemson. Percentage chance of winning each individual game. Go. Uh, 60, 40, uh, 55. I would say 70, 48, 58. Okay. We're about in the same ballpark, yeah. I should give me more on Clemson. What did you say? You said 60 for Clemson? Nope. Said 60 for Wake. 55 for Clemson. All right. That's what I mean. I'm a little bit, a little more bullish on that one. 
Thank you for the question, Hugo Boss. Onward, Noel Dad for life. I'm writing to this. Uh, I'm writing you this as I sit without power in Central Florida. No damage, mm. just minor tree debris. That's crazy. How many people lost power? Like Orlando got pounded with rain. It's like yeah. people had flotillas. All I think I saw some on Twitter um, that they estimated it was 25 percent of the entire state. Uh, this was like Thursday afternoon. 25 percent of the entire state was without power. Jeez. Question this week from Noel Dad for life. Halfway point of the season is approaching. What do you feel is the most improved? Who do you feel? What do you feel is the most improved player and position group? Well, receivers. Um, and then... Jordan you know, Travis. Pro- yeah, I, that's too easy. I, yes, Jordan Travis. Yep, yep. I'll, we'll go with him. If you take him away... Renato um, Green? Yeah, that's kind of where I was sne- thinking. Like he's he's been he's been a he's been your best cornerback, and you know I don't think many of us thought he was. I don't think any of us were convinced in the spring that he'd still be on the roster, that he'd still be here, and now he's a starting cornerback and and has been your best one so far. So yeah, him. He feels that Jordan's light years, or rather, Jordan's most improved. The receivers as a group are light years ahead of last year. Yes, correct says, P.S., add funeral director to the list of occupations that support the show. But but actually, we've, already, we've had one of those before you, so. Yeah, but that's that cool that we have, we have yeah, Joel Davis, but we got, uh, it's cool that we have multiples. Yeah. It's always good to have competition, you know, get the best rates. Right, exactly right. Iron sharpens iron, everyone. Shout out, who said that during Monday's press conference? Was Adam Fuller. Oh, that put a big smile on my face. Said even. it right to me, yeah, yeah, it was my question. Yeah, I mean, use your quote. It was the, the, yeah. the I symmetry mean, there was amazing. You don't want to be that guy that uses somebody's famous quote right back at him, like yeah. Adam did, but that's that was cool. I appreciate it. He was paying homage. It was, it was, well, it was uh, well-intentioned, I think. Cole Four, what's up, guys? Hope you're doing well. Thank you, Cole. I've got two questions. I'll keep it short and sweet. He does. He puts bullet points. I like that. One. Will we see Jordan Travis use his legs more this game as it seems we have not utilized them much yet? Yes, I think so. Any reason to that? Just hunch? It's just time. It's time. Put it on film. It's It's fifth game. He's had two runs. I think he's had one planned run. Um, I just think, you know, look around the country, man. All these guys are running for hundreds of yards. You got a guy that can really run. Um, He hasn't had to yet. Um, But I, I think that, you know, he will have to here eventually, and it, I, I think I don't know why. I just feel like it's a hunch that it'll be this game. I'm William Wallace right now. I'm just again. I'm like hold. Mm, yeah. Hold. Right. Right. Wait to unleash it. Unsheath it. Yeah. The offense isn't broke, man. I like. What yeah. No. Doing. I know. I, not that you were implying they are. I. I don't see the need to do that right now. Um. I wish I could elaborate a little bit more, but it would violate rules, so I can't. But no. Okay. Good. No. Um. Keep doing what you're doing, Jordan. Hashtag I am a QB. Two, my second question. Is this a matchup of the two best quarterbacks in the conference? Uh, yeah. It's I look, guess. it's it's close. I, I would say the kid at NC State. And and man, maybe maybe DJ has turned some corner. I, yeah, <sighs> I, he, he still looks like he's got some issues, but you can't argue with the production. Um, so maybe he's turned some sort of corner, but yeah, I think the uh, you're yes. I, right now, through four games, I would say yes. But Devin Leary can play. He is a good player. Um, he has not been great, great so far. But you know, we'll see how he looks against uh, Clemson on Saturday night. By the way, they they should have no rain at all. That should be a, a nice dry track for that game too. 
Louis Ungalale's got over a thousand yards passing, ten touchdowns, one pick. Yeah. Devin Leary's numbers, got man. nine touchdowns, two picks. This conference, man. This is where it's at. I know. I know. Play quarterback, come to this conference. I'll still say Sam Hartman just because previous years, you know, I think a little bit of yeah, he's got ten thousand yards passing in his career. He's 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 right there, man. I would say right now, yes, I would again through four weeks. Through la- the, especially last week, I think they played the two. They're the two best quarterbacks that played last week. Who's? I mean, probably Miami. Maybe North little- Carolina too. That kid puts up a ton of yards and oh, has played kid. well. But they all they yeah. always do. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe the answer is Miami because they're you know probably a little bit more passionate. But like, who's more disappointed in their quarterback, Virginia or Miami? Because that Brent no, Armstrong kid ain't. You know, he's yeah. No, they haven't been. That Virginia offense hasn't been good at all. Uh, but I would still say Miami. Peberg J. Waters, wake up. What's happening, guys? Just working, man. Recording a podcast. Longtime subscriber. I've really enjoyed listening to you guys lately with your newfound positivity. Hmm. With that in mind, what are two positive predictions for the Wake Forest game? My family and I are driving down from West Virginia for this one. Go Knowles. Oh, nice, man. Welcome. Uh, that's right. cool. It's a cool trip. You know Jimbo Peberg? Did you grow up uh, around Jimbo? Brian? Or Saban? Family? Or Trickett? Yeah. I think Rich Rod, West Virginia as well. Yeah, I would uh, positive predictions. I think Fitzgerald's going to make a big kick. Ooh, How about that? Okay. I think I think Fitzgerald's going to make a big kick, a clutch kick, a kick that matters. I think he's going to make it. Not and, an extra point, but a kick. Uh, <laughs> 34-34 tie. This extra point can win it. Well, that hey, well that would count, sure. But I'm going to say I'm going to still say it's going to be a big field goal. Um. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, I mean, I think Florida State's going to put 40 points on the board. That's a pretty positive okay. prediction. There you go, Aslan. There you go, A-Train. Yeah. There you go, P-Berg. Jay Waters. Shout out. Mahogany Strat. I remember on a previous episode, Corey proclaimed his love for 90s music. Hmm. What 90s song would you use to describe our opponent this week? Mine, Mahogany Strat, would be Hunger Strike, Temple of the Dog. <laughs> right. Uh, he, I, that's an impo- I, that You can't put me on a spot like that and come up with a '90s song that would de- describe uh, Wake Forest. He just wanted to get his joke in, oh, yeah, which is a good joke. Yeah. I, I appreciate it, uh, but I, I can't do better than that. So I don't even want to give it an effort. Watch <laughs> the scores, this guy, I love it. Let's keep it moving. No boy, oh two <laughs> guys with Trey. I'll be, think- I'll be thinking about it throughout the course of the show. I might come up with something. Uh, hey, Aslan and Corey, wake up. Trey Benson's kick return touchdown last week left me Christian pondering this question. What happens when Winston Wright gets fully healthy? Mm. Do we put him back on kick returns with Trey? What do you think? I'd like to send all my thoughts and prayers to those in the South Florida area recovering from the effects of Ian, support the players that have merchandise or YouTube accounts, as well as the War Chant sponsors and their personalities. Go Knowles. That's very kind. Uh... Yeah, say probably. it again with more sincerity, Corey. No, it was kind. I, I was I was distracted thinking about the actual question. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say he'd be back there. I, but again, I whoever's on the left when you're kicking the ball, the returner that's on the left of the formation that you're kicking to, that's the main kick returner. Like Micah Pittman hasn't. He's been back there for every kickoff so far this year. He hasn't fielded one. Uh, they always they always kind of hook to the left typically. Um, so it really wouldn't matter that much. I still, I think Trey Benson, unless something goes wrong, um, is your the kick returner for the foreseeable future. But I think Winston Wright could be back there with him 
and Pittman isn't maybe. Maybe that's what happens uh, when he comes back. He says he thinks Micah does a good job blocking. Yeah, that and that's true. Like, I guess I shouldn't dismiss that. Like, um, he is a physical guy, man. He is just a physical dude, and he did a nice job on that the 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 kick return. So uh, the touchdown one. So yeah, he's a, he's a physical guy that doesn't like mixing it up. I don't know that Winston Wright is one of those guys. I think Winston Wright's the guy that catches the ball. He's not usually one of the, like essentially a glorified up back. So uh, yeah, maybe maybe you keep it with Micah Pittman. That's a good point. It's winning season over at mybookie.ag. You can win a dollar for dollar instant bonus when you use the promo code WARCHANT on your first deposit when you set up an account over at mybookie.ag. Lots of bet on single games, propositions, and parlays. I offered a parlay to the people yesterday, Corey. I, I took your Arkansas, Alabama. Although it's now it was 16 and a half, and I know you were, you were married to the 17, the plus mm. 17. Mm. So I, I gave you a little bit of an out. Florida State still seven-point favorite. The over/under is now at sixty-four. Incredible! It's incredible. Um, I think also if you want to maybe swap out something for our, our South Alabama Jaguars in your parlay, uh, feel free to do that. I will. Uh, I will not begrudge you, folks. For we're going to keep riding. They're four zero. I forgot what the third game was in the parlay I gave to the people, but I liked it though. I liked it. Hopefully, you guys uh, heed. It's all for entertainment purposes, obviously. Of course. But, you know, maybe heat it, enjoy it, see how it goes. A&M, four-point dog at Mississippi State, Corey. Thoughts? Man, I don't I don't trust Mike Leach to beat Jimbo Fisher. I, know, I mean, look, year, man, I think, did. I think the game is, uh, I think it's going to be 20 to 15 or some game like that. I just, Ooh, okay. Mississippi State didn't fill me with a lot of enthusiasm or optimism the way they played at LSU. Um, I know they'll be at home with those stupid cowbells, and, and we know that Texas A&M is not going to put a, point, a lot of points on the board, but they have a very good defense. And so, you know, you hold Mississippi State to 14, you, you win 17 to 14. That's kind of their MO. 45 is the over-under, so kids, looks like... Uh, take the under, baby. Corey take the take under. The under. And take us to the uh, break. It's mybookie.ag. Use the promo code WARCHANT. Double your deposit. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. My truth Wake up, or rather, uh, expletive, wake up. Hmm. Since Lucas, I think that means Dante Lucas, decided to redirect his efforts, we have not been a team with a sense of nasty to it. Generally, that usually comes from the defensive side of the ball, but this offense has been the one delivering the hits when they're on the field. Is Wake Forest a bit susceptible to being out-hit despite their outstanding coaching and length of service? I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah, they're susceptible to it. Um, yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, I, I guess that's a hard one to answer. I think all football teams are susceptible to it. I, I do think that the way Florida State plays, well, but man, they, they really do rally to the ball and play hard on defense too. Let's not take anything away from that. But the way that uh, Trey Benson and Micah Pittman were just slamming into guys, I can promise you it got Wake's defense's attention. Now we'll see if they handle it better than the BC defense did. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I used to think of Wake as like a soft team. I don't necessarily think of them as being like some warrior team, but uh, they're not soft. No. Uh, but let's let's make let's let. Uh, but I'm sure every team has gone to every game against Wake Forest, be like, let's make that guy feel us. Let's make that quarterback feel us on that handoff, and he's pretty fearless. So, uh, if Robert Cooper wants to take him to the ground, that might change his tune. So we'll see. Jocko underscore Noel underscore Truitt. What's up, my guys? Really enjoy listening to you guys every morning to start my day off at the gym. I feel like saying updated and listening to FSU football talk pumps me up more than a music playlist right now. Ooh, there you go. There you go. Uh, I'm on the board with majority of you, you guys. You listen out- to podcasts when you work out, Aslan, or you go with music? I'm a music guy. I'm a music yeah, me too, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah but I'm, I'm glad that we could be there for people, though. That's, yeah. that's cool. Come on, one more rep. Come on, One man. More. Quit being a baby. Let's go. Let's go. You got this. One point I've not heard mentioned, but maybe once through all the War Chant shows, Sunday Smash, Jeff Cameron headlines, is how crucial one or two turnovers could be in opening a comfortable lead this weekend. Some people think this will be a blowout. Others don't. I feel the ultimate deciding factor is who turns the ball over the most, even if it's one more than the other. Would you agree? I kind of tend to always agree on that. Um now, it doesn't always play out that way. Like, I think Florida State had, uh, well, no, I, I, I was going to say they had more turnovers than LSU, but they didn't. Um, well, those muff punts, buddy. Yeah, those muff punts that they did absolutely nothing with. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, turnovers are, turnover luck, injury luck. And I and I, I don't even like the term turnover luck So because some of it is not luck. It's not like bad luck that Jameis threw 31 interceptions in the NFL one year. Oh, it was, oh, it was, man. well, I'm just saying it was, was that, is that turnover luck know, or is it I bad know. quarterbacking? I know, I know. Um, so you, you can pressure a quarterback into making rushed uh, throws into coverage. That's, that's a, uh, you know, that's, that's not luck. Um, injury luck is luck and they've, they've been on the wrong side of that here early on. But yeah, I, I, I would tend to agree with that. I think turnovers are always a key. They're always a big, especially if there's a big disparity. If it's like four to one or three to zero, um, yeah, you're typically in a kind of an even game. You were going to lose those games. And if you win the turnover battle comfortably and you're a better team, you should win by 17 or 21 points. Do you factor in turnover on downs when you talk about that? Yeah, I think so. Uh, right. I mean, I know they don't technically count as turnovers, but yeah, if you're, if you get a turnover on downs around midfield, uh, yeah, that's like, that's like, what's the difference between that and picking off the third down pass? No, I haven't mentioned it because it's one of those, it feels kind of cliche, maybe a little bit unspoken at this point, you know, turnover, you know, you know, winning the, the margin on the turnover side of things. Um, but just with the way this offense is functioning right now uh, and the way I think this game is going to go back and forth, I just, I just don't think it's going to come down to a turnover. I mean, um, that's just my opinion on things. It would I, be I multiple turnovers, opinion. bad multiple turnovers, like either, either going in to score a touchdown or deep in your own territory that can change a game. Okay. More so than going for it on fourth down and not working out. Well, yeah, yeah, yep. Tennis ump. FSU leading the league in rushing. How much do you think we rely on that? Seems that we should be able to have a lot of success that way with the added benefit of keeping a really good quarterback off the field. Thoughts? Thanks as always, guys. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Florida State's good at running the ball. They have three good running backs. They have a tr- the quarterback that we've talked about that hasn't even been unleashed yet uh, in the running game. Um, and Mike I just Forrest is allowing 141 yards, 68th in rush defense this year. Yeah, not great. Um, and so I think that when you look at 
this game or it's going to be really fascinating to me to see how wake plays it like are they buying the jordan travis hype and like we can't let this kid beat us with his arm or are they still is it still do you still as a defensive coordinator have to view this florida state offense as we got to stop the run first because it certainly seemed like that was lsu's mo that was louisville's mo Um, that's why jordan travis started 11 for 11 like they were dead set on making sure florida state can't have a great running attack because of what that happened last year and because they they see that they have three good running backs in a in a um in a in a athletic quarterback so i i just i wonder if he keeps on playing like this and putting up 300 yards and and kind of riddling secondaries with his right arm if that changes a little bit and it becomes a little because it wasn't always easy against boston college now like they they did a good job for the most part shutting down the run they just you know you keep hitting them you keep hitting them and and eventually treshawn busted one and trey benson busted one um but i i'll be i'll be really interested to see if wake believes it yet because i would think wake would still come into this game first priority is stopping the run making sure florida state doesn't run for 300 yards because they run for 300 yards that's a wrap they're winning this game comfortably um, so yeah, I think they, I think you still try to stop the run, but man, Florida state now has the ability to beat you when you do that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it feels like a pick your poison kind of thing. Um, and you get, you know, I remember you and I are in the group chat about the Clemson wake Forest. There you go. Club. That's a 90 song Aslan. No. Yeah. Poison by Bell Bib DeVoe. Is that your song? That? That's that nineties, right? 80. I thought that's like late eighties. I think I thought it was like 90, 91. It's right there on the cusp. Yeah. So. I just don't know what their edge situation looks like coming off the edge. Wake Forest again. I, I wait. I, Florida State's offense now is to the point where you have to be able to play them straight up, and you have to win those matchups. You have to be able to get to Jordan Travis with four dudes and four dudes only. Cover your rear end on the back end and bring him down, or at least flush him out of the pocket where he's throwing the ball away, as opposed to letting yeah. him escape and then making a crazy throw after six seconds because no one can cover for that long. Um, so I, I think in that regard. They're, they're certainly going to, I think, I don't know, man. I, I think Dave Dorn, when he says, I saw this team on film, they're completely different than they were last year. Without any disrespect to anybody else on this roster, I think it's that quarterback and the way he's playing. Yeah. And they're seeing that he's pretty indefensible right now. Uh, I think. And it should will... make you feel good going into it that the last two games, in regulation, Wake has given up, what, 37 points to Liberty and 38 points to Clemson, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't it 38 38 going to overtime? Yeah. Um, and I think this Florida State offense is better than both those offenses, and I think your quarterback is playing even better than those two quarterbacks. I don't even know who Liberty's is, um, but I think you have a better quarterback than those two teams, and I think your offense as a whole is better than those two teams. They played at home in both those games, and they still gave up 38. Like, Aslan's right. They're, they're, unless something goes wrong, there really is no reason Florida State's not high 30s and are into the 40s in this game. Especially because they're banged up to Wake Forest in the secondary especially. So, I mean, I think oh, they are have, they? They got yeah. guys out or are they just banged up? I think they they had like an all ACC cornerback, if I'm not mistaken. I think Clark, not no relation. You're right. Uh, didn't play the Clemson game. So, I mean, I don't know if maybe, you know, if you're going to set out the Clemson game, you're probably set out the Florida State game, although maybe it was like a one week thing. I'll see mm-hmm. if I can maybe look up the injury report. I'm going to ask the next question here. We'll keep it wake related. Baminol 80. I don't have underscores, but if I did, you could sound them out as grunt noises. Bama, uh, nine, uh, null, uh, 80. Mm. All right. Mesh point run game of Wake Forest is aggravating and unusual in the sense that we don't face it much, but they're ranked 104th in the country. This is true. In, they are. in what? Rushing? Running the ball. Yeah. They're yeah. averaging, yeah. One, which is crazy. 
123 yards rushing doesn't sound bad, but it's 104th in the nation. Why put so much stock in their run game? Take away the passing game as best we can, force them to run. And without bringing five to seven guys every rush attempt to stuff the run, you take away the need for them to wait out the pressure before they run. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Thanks for all the great con- content. Uh, God bless those dealing with hurricane recovery. Yeah, it's a it's a uh, it's a fair point and a good point. Like I I think that you you don't you just don't want to give up easy touchdowns, man. You don't want to just let a guy get loose for a seventy yard throw over the top, which happened against them last year, or, or a sixty yard gain. They are not going to have a lot of 50, 40 yard, yard runs on you with this offense. They they are not great running the ball, but it's easier said than done because it's so goofy. It's just goofy. You see a quarterback in a running back basically in a warm embrace for two and a half seconds it's not what you're used to seeing so there is that there is just the, the the human element of like okay they're running the ball they have to be running the ball what are they doing i've got to go up there and stop this madness and then they hit you over the top so if you can be disciplined and like i said if you can it, the, the only worry you have is um you know if if you take if you take the pass away to the point that they're running for eight yards a clip, or twelve you know twelve yards, six yards, eight yards, and they're always in front of the chains, that that can be a little dicey. So your 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 interior's got to play well, man. Those linebackers have to read it quickly. It does help that I think you got good linebackers that that have played a lot of football and can diagnose things quick. But this is unlike anything. Tatum Bethune's never seen this. Um, I don't know that Deloach would have played against uh, much, and I guess he did play against it last year. Not well. Nobody on that defense did. But yeah, you you got to hope your linebackers play well, man. It's a it's an. Uh, but yes, if I was the DC, I'd be like, and we talked about it, right, Aslan, when we were or we texted about it, we were watching the Clemson weight game. Is like, I can't believe the Clemson DC just keeps keeping his corners one on one as if he's worried about the running game. Law like, of averages. Law of averages, Corey. They can't keep yeah. doing this. They cannot yeah. possibly keep doing this. Yeah, so like they they you know finally I think he made some adjustments. It got a little harder for them later in the game. But uh yeah it's like you know I think you'd be like, okay, yeah, if y'all want to run the ball, run the ball. Because we know y'all don't want to run the ball. We know you want to throw it up to your big fun wide receivers and use your quarterback's right arm. We know that you you just want this mesh to confuse, but you're gonna pull it out and throw it. That's that's what everything's based on. So no, go ahead and run the ball and see if you get bored with it. See if you're okay with a 12-play, 55-yard drive that takes four and a half minutes off the clock, and now you got a third and seven at the Florida State 19. Um, you know, stuff like that. I, I think that that's, uh, that's something that's, that's part of the chess game that they'll, be, that they'll be doing. But if you can control the running game and don't worry, you know, you, you, you hopefully will be okay. But Clemson couldn't, and Clemson's got a better defensive line than you. So, Malik Mustafa, their safety, uh, had a separated shoulder. He sustained. He's number three, right? Uh, yeah, he came back in that game, I think. Okay. Yeah, he went to the locker room in the middle of that game and then came back yeah. um, and played at the end. It was making plays, but I don't know if that was like, if that's something they would have him play this week too because he's, he's a really bit important piece for them. Yeah. Uh, the name was Carson, I felt. Kalen Carson, uh, their top cornerback, hurt his leg against Liberty, did not... Uh, did not return the Liberty game, did not play against Clemson. Uh, Kobe Davis, who started the season at Nickelback, also hurt himself, he hurt himself against Vanderbilt. He's out for the year. His replacement, Brendan Harris, also was injured in the Liberty game. He was week to week. He did not play against Clemson either. And then you add Mustafa on top of that. So, Yeah, I mean, they're go- yeah, that and that's the thing. I, I, 
I'm glad we do this sometimes because we 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 view this team in such a vacuum like yes. it's oh man it's just yeah. awful you it's... you might be without your two really good defensive linemen well every team you play is missing somebody probably at this point of the season probably and probably somebody really important yeah you know Louisville's without their best defensive tackle and then through the course of the game they lost one of their defensive ends yeah I think in the third or fourth quarter like when they're better rush guys so yeah it's not just us it, I assure you it's, yeah Josh Storms isn't doing something crazy that you know is afflicting all this. Uh, sort of damage on the team. It, it happens, man. It's a it's a rough sport played by tough dudes. They'll be out. Do there, you uh, think would wake? How long do you think is the longest they've held the mesh in a real live football play? Two, like a two yard and, and a half, half behind the line of scrimmage. I I bet they they would do it. I I think it would be fun to just like let them like do not move, do not move and see if they how if they'll do it for six seconds, twelve seconds. I know, but there's like, receivers running down the field though, right, Corey? Like, well, you're moving with them, yeah. but. The linebackers aren't screaming up. The safeties aren't screaming up. You're still backing it up and see if they'll. Um, and the, even your defensive linemen just stand up and you know kind of stand there. Don't even try to back up a little bit. Try not to get blocked and and see if they'll do it for uh, if they'll do it for eight seconds. Goofy ass offense. Hey, it's good though, man. I didn't I didn't remember this either. Wake started out last season eight and zero. Yeah, man, that dude can really coach. Really coach. He said some kind of off the wall things this week. But uh, he can he can really coach, man. Yeah, which by the way, I I did not hear the I did not listen to him talk about comparing Florida State, Tallahassee to Vanderbilt in terms of attendance. Uh, and then I think he also says something about what's your job, Aslan? Why, why wouldn't you? That's I don't. Pretty, why I wouldn't you listen? It's a minute clip. I don't know because I'm not. This stuff doesn't fuel me, man. I don't I don't care what <laughs> Dave Clawson <laughs> says about Florida. State. I just don't, man. I just. I'd really care so about his, whether his team is healthy or not, who they have prepared and ready to play the game. Um, yeah, just the context he used, and I think he said it on Wednesday. I think, uh, and he, it is all the context is obviously about the hurricane. He said, "Look, they canceled classes, which you could argue was pretty dumb. Uh, they canceled homecoming festivities, which now you could also argue is pretty dumb. But yeah, I get it. There's maybe a lot of people in the central part of the state that can't come up." Um, Canceling classes was something different. So he his point was we have no he's like we love playing in that atmosphere. We love that stadium. The way they the 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 scene before the game is really fun. The uh, guy, our players. He says something about Renegade also the guy that throws the thing down and it blows. Yeah, up. well, right, sure. Which I don't but know. Like, did, is, is that is that offensive? Like he's supposed to. Like, the, the no, no. It, it was the Vanderbilt thing. He's like it might be it might be the crowd might be less than it was at Vanderbilt because. The thought being, nobody can get to the game. The students have all left. Um, there's not going to be a big crowd, which he seemed kind of disappointed that he wanted a big crowd because he wants his team to play in an environment like that. He says they think they, he says that they like playing in those environments, which we'll see because it'll certainly be a bigger crowd than Vanderbilt was. But again, I, he said this on Wednesday, thinking that not knowing where the hurricane was going to go, if it was going to be rainy and awful weather, uh, because he even said, he's like, but who knows? It might be, uh, it might be sunny and 80 for the next three days. Which, didn't, he, didn't he say something though about after he said the Vanderbilt? I would be shocked. Yes, though, he did. Like, so he doesn't think it's going to be. Yes, but again, that was Wednesday. Uh, but he he hasn't really seemed to have a great finger on the pulse of uh, anything that was going on in the in, in Tallahassee in regards to that hurricane. But yeah, man, it's not going to be. He even said they have a sold out crowd for Boston College. It was great. He wasn't he wasn't ripping the fans. I know, he that's was why thinking, I'm, like, I'm not going to get upset about it. Yeah, yeah, no, but that was the context. But again. Come on, man. It's not going to be less than Vanderbilt, and you will have food. 
All right, uh, Noel 2019, this is an uh, interesting one to segue to. Hello, first-time poster, love the pod. Originally from Rochester Hills, Michigan, but I live in Florida for over a decade now. According to Wikipedia, Rochester uh, Hills, Michigan, number of notable people, but they all seem pretty niche. Niche? 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 Either way, it all works. We can't answer this question. You're going to get me in trouble, Noel 2019. My question, our fan base... Is our fan base overly sensitive with the victim complex? There's been so many threads these past few weeks complaining about this or that, and it's been so annoying to see. We've been garbage for the past five years. Keep winning. Everything will sort itself out. Not everyone is out to get us or keep us down. Thoughts? I might have. I might take that as long. I might have. I might have. That might be my burner account. That might be my Mm, burner account. Um, I agree with it, man. I like the ESP anti ESPN, they're all bringing us down. They do this, uh, you know. They don't show us enough on one shining moment when Florida State makes it. Like our, they only showed one point three seconds of us. Everybody else got one point nine seconds. What's the deal? Um, I I don't get it. I and I really don't even think when I was eighteen years old, I was I had that sort of animosity and that that belief. I, but then maybe the a lot of this is post Jameis traumatic disorder where a lot of fans kind of came on after that or or dealt with that firsthand, and that's kind of affected the prism. Um, like I don't think Florida State's disrespecting the polls. Uh, I, I would have been – I think they should have probably been ranked after Louisville. I wasn't upset, though. Like, I wasn't like, well, this is – this is we got, we're getting hosed. Um, man, I think this team is really good right now. That's all I care about, how this team is performing. That's the stuff that I – you know, I'd like to be ranked. That'd be cool. The higher you're ranked, the stuff helps out when you want to – create some sort of campaign to, to sneak yourself into the playoff maybe if you're in that position that stuff does matter I'm more worried about how they look on the field man they look really good right now it's exciting uh, I'm not gonna let anything else really deter me from feeling that way right now speaking as a fan take my fan hat off what about you Corey? Okay. uh yeah I mean look the Jameis thing had a lot to do with uh and all that entailed because it wasn't just Jameis it was stories about BB gun wars and in uh all, all this other stuff that happened uh th- throughout that there was the new york times wrote a story about jimbo fisher's call-in show and how nobody ever brought up Jameis and and cops you know tallahassee cops working as parking working in the parking uh you know in the parking lots during games and working games as if that doesn't happen in every college town in the country cops get off off you know off-duty jobs doing that kind of stuff that always happens it doesn't mean they're going to turn their back on violent crimes um you know just ask willie every ball every player that willie meggs arrested and but, but i mean anyway we won't get into that that's eight years ago but yeah I, I think that it comes from that man you bristle at that if you if you deal with it long enough um but this stuff that's happened here this year i don't know man i i, I don't think you can just dismiss it and say no man you you guys are just too sensitive i lived through it it was ridiculous um, and I'm not a sensitive person, and you know I'm a pretty pragmatic person. I know what was ridiculous and what isn't, and it was ridiculous, especially compared to stuff that was going on in the NFL um, and, and how that shit's complete. Nobody cared um, about some stuff, and I'll, I'll say the guy's name. I'm positive Colin Kaepernick was accused of sexual assault while he was the starting quarterback with the San Francisco 49ers. That got 150th the coverage of the quarterback that played for Florida State football. Why is that? So really? I think, oh, absolutely. Right. So I think there, there's some there's some reasoning there. 
Uh, we might go want to go back and look that up. We might have to bleep that out. We'll see. But um, th there is some rationality to uh, some irrational takes now, seven or eight years later. But it, it can be based in, it, it can be both. You can be paranoid and they can be out to get you. Both, both can be true. Um, this year, though, I, I haven't really seen it. I don't know that going, yeah, maybe they probably should have been ranked after Louisville. I think that's more of an anti-ACC bias than an anti-Florida State bias. Um, and then if they beat Wake and only move up a spot or two, I think it's the same thing. But Clemson's the only team that anybody cares about in this conference. As far as if you beat them, you can you, you get ranked accordingly. They're treated like an SEC team. Um, but yeah, you know, it is, it is what it is. I, and look, I think every fan base is sensitive. I think every fan base, and Florida State fans would laugh at this, but I know Florida fans think that the media is out to get them. Some of those fans do. Alabama fans have said it, if you can believe it. I mean, it's, they're fanatics. They're fa it's fa fanatic for a reason. So everybody thinks uh, their, their program is, gonna, is getting picked on from time to time. Yeah, 2014 case was dropped, though. Yeah, so I was Jameis's. I don't even remember that. I do not even. Yeah, I know. That. Why would you? Why would you? He was only the starting quarterback for a I'm team a, that was playing for the super, going I'm to the Super Bowl. A, I'm a Niners fan. That's the thing. I don't even remember that. Yeah, that's weird, right? Um, I do mean, you remember the, the thing about Jameis though? Yeah, that was, yeah, that was covered a little bit, right? Wasn't Schleyball living in Tallahassee? All right. Okay. I mean, what do you want them to do though? I mean, this kid is like a Heisman candidate for the number one team. Well, in the the other kid is a starting quarterback in the in the ten billion dollar industry that they're getting. They're playing for a Super Bowl. That's a pretty big deal, right? It wasn't a backup kicker for the Packers. It was a starting quarterback. So why the difference in the coverage? That And that was all I wondered at the time. Why the And when Colin Kaepernick played, it never it was never brought up. They didn't have to go on to their sideline reporter and bring it up and say, hey, he had these charges against him, but he, he denies it and he's moving on with this. You know, that just wasn't brought up. But the, the Florida State kid, it was brought up literally every uh, every day or every week. That's all. Yeah, they're two different. I mean, that that is obviously valid. Like, I am not debating uh, the Jameis stuff was was probably a bit beyond the pale. When yeah, you got the New York Times camping out, and we're talking about filling up, you know, ketchup cups at Burger King with soda. Yeah. How dare you? Uh, yeah, that, that's ridiculous. But, I mean, the stuff right now though, he's talking about you know the past few weeks, people complaining about this and that. I, yeah, that no, it, look, that sure, and I I would never. Yeah, I mean being upset about being ranked even honestly the stuff that Clawson's doing I think I think you're just I think some fans are just looking to be um uh, to be offended we need the chip on the shoulder man we need someone on the which bullet, is fine man board. do it and I hope Fire. that means that all you people that are offended by it show up at Doak on Saturday if Clawson wants his team to experience a big time atmosphere give him one let him feel it let him feel it all right we got let him feel there. what Jerkovich had to feel baby that kid's never going to be the same we got sloppy. Let's see if we can get through the rest of these. Oh, man, we got we got about seven minutes, buddy. That is my drop-dead time. Let's right. roll. We have answered 25 of these. I've been short as I've ever been. Uh, well, yeah, kind of. Um, there was a moment, though, there was, there was a, you took a minute and a half when I was like, we're not going to read this question. We answered it last week, and then you answered it again. For like a yeah, but the la the, in my soliloquy just now gave you time to look up the Kaepernick stuff. So we, we worked together, man. We worked. It's like peanut butter and jelly. Well, no, the one, the two questions ago when I was able to look up the entire Wake Forest injury report, that was awesome. That <laughs> was about that, man? That's what I'm here for. Buzz me for Heisman. Aslan, I see you prefer straightforward questions over creative and clever. Hopefully this is more to your liking. Is FSU good? Will FSU score a touchdown? 
will FSU win the foosball game? And if a punter punts the ball with his left foot, then his right foot the next time, is that called a papooch's punt? Could have been repeated. We already read his question. XDQ004, wake up. It's our guy Derek. Before the season started, I called it 5-0 and start uh, on the Rennie Express with one more win to secure my prophecy. Knowing the potency of the Wake Forest offense, what numbers do we need to hold Sam Hartman to? I should have packaged this with the other ones uh, to get under uh, to get the W. Don't let him throw for 400. Don't let him throw for five touchdowns. There you go. I agree with both those. Go into it assuming he's going to throw for 300 and they're going to score four touchdowns. Whether he throws for all four or he hands them off for two of them, go into the game thinking they're going to, because they do it against everyone. So go into the game, think they're going to score four touchdowns. Now, they have not been in a tough road environment. I looked it up, by the way. Vanderbilt, 24,000 were at that game. So, and there wasn't. I saw that crowd. It was yeah, not. it was probably 17,000, 14,000, something like that. Yeah, I, I can promise you, Dave, there will be more Florida State fans that were at the Vanderbilt game. He even said, like, yeah, I had some people down in Florida that wanted tickets. And then I asked them this week, and they're like, no, no, we're good. Um, and, and like, laugh, like laughing about it. Like, yeah, who's going to want to come to this game? All right, Dave. Well, we'll see, won't we? <laughs> I feel like you're not even going to go to Norvell's press conference because you're want to go to you're going to want to go to Clausen's press conference after. I the do. Game. Be like, hey, man, do you were able to see how many people in the crowd? You good at guessing how many gumballs are in the jar, Dave? <laughs> yeah, was it more or less than Vanderbilt? Just just eyeballing. What'd you think? Redneck Noel from Taylor County. Hello, guys. If we win all three of these next games, I say we go to the playoffs. What say yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't you think? I mean, you'd be seven and zero, and you'd beaten all the teams that you needed to beat. I mean, you could still technically lose a game, um, just one, and still have a chance. Although you're the ACC, you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt unless you have an orange paw on your helmet right now. But um, you would have beaten Clemson, and if you, yeah, if you win these games, they all the rest aren't as hard as these next three. And you, could, if you win the ACC, you got a real good shot at it. Why not start yeah. dreaming? Yeah, if you lose a game, it can't be the conference title game because that'll give them the excuse. But well, right now, man, there's yeah. there's no undefeated teams in the Big 12. And the Big 12 is probably going to even get messier. Like Baylor lost, Texas lost, yeah. Oklahoma lost, K-State. I mean, Kansas, I don't know, watch out. Maybe the Jayhawks are finally back. Yeah, they're uh, yeah they're undefeated. What are you talking about? So, you know, what I'm talking about, the teams you would imagine. I think Oklahoma right. State might still be. I don't know if Oklahoma State. Yeah, I think they've snuck into the top 10 again. Yeah, so, uh, but. You know, you're figuring they're going to knock each other off somewhere down the line. So, uh, ra- rather, you know, Clemson's undefeated right now, NC State, although they'll de- they'll sell that soon enough, Florida State. Uh, yeah, they win these next three games, absolutely. I will I will book the non-refundable hotel mm. in Phoenix. Amen. And watch Amen. us end up going to the other playoff game, wherever it's at. Maybe not the Orange Bowl. Maybe Cotton Bowl. Maybe Sugar Bowl? I don't know. I haven't allowed myself to look it up yet. Well, I'm going to look it up after I ask this question. Island Chief, wake up. So refreshing to listen to the head coach update the fans and media on his team and not hear a bunch of jibber-jabber like we've had to do the past seven years or so, no one in particular. I like Jimbo's okay. press conferences, but to each of their own. Norvell's a great communicator. He evaluates talent well, recruits hard, schemes up plays, calls a decent game. But most of all, I think... He believes in what he is doing and is passionate. What do you guys think? Is his strength scheme or culture? 37.5 points per game. I think that goes up this week. Agreed. Man, wouldn't that be? Agreed. Yeah, you do too. Do you uh, agree with that? Uh, I think, I, I don't know about culture and scheme and all that, but I, 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 like what's more important? I, I'm, well, culture clearly is, but we talk so much about it. I, I, I don't even want to hear myself talk about it anymore. But that was a good point about belief. Buddy, Norvell believes in what he's doing. 
you feel it. It emanates off them. And that that is something that like, and I'm not saying that like Jimbo and Willie didn't necessarily, but this guy believes in every ounce of, of his being what he's doing. Now, does it work and he becomes a national championship coach here at Florida State? We'll see. The jury's still not close to deciding that. But, man, when you're around him and he talks and he gets in that steely-eyed, kind of glaring at you, passionate, almost like spittle coming out of his mouth because he's so fired up, he believes in what he, what he does, how to build a program. He believes in his vision. And that's a big deal, man. You can tell when somebody's fake or they don't really believe in what they're saying. My man believes exactly what, in, in exactly what he's doing. And that goes a long way, I think, when you're trying to uh, coach. I think that's a really big, important aspect that we never talk about. We talk about culture, and that's how you, that's a great way to build culture. But I think believing in what you're doing, and it's unmistakable how much he believes in what he's doing. That has to feel that just by osmosis, the 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 program has to feed off that. I've said it numerous times on the show. I saw some, I don't know if it's a quote, but I saw this one time a few years ago and it, it resonated with me and it was, people don't, because I, I hate, I just don't really like authority all that much. Just, mm. I don't know what happened, something, my parents didn't lay down the, the hammer hard enough or whatever. I've just never been that big fan of, of uh, authority. And I saw this quote one time or whatever about people don't mind being told what to do as long as the people telling them what to do know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I I think that goes to your point about him being passionate, believing what he's doing. It's like, all right, man, like we believe you, man. Like we, you know, you know what you're talking about as players. Uh, because listen, man, like in practice, it's I laugh uh, because like I feel bad for I feel bad for defensive coordinators, all defensive coordinators, not just the ones that play Florida State. But man, he does. And this goes maybe to more of the scheme thing. The culture is probably more important. But man, every play it seems like somebody's wide open. And it's it's like, how do you... You're the defense. You see these guys every day. How do you not know? Like, if they get confused, how do you expect Wake Forest or NC State or Clemson to mm. keep up with this team for 60 full minutes? You know? And that's what's really been kind of crazy to me is just seeing the amount of... And I'm, I'm not... I'm not... Hopefully, just, I'm not diminishing Jordan. All. I think Jordan's been absolutely phenomenal. But, man, they create so many just, you know... Easy look, wide open, it's there for you. And I don't think I mentioned it earlier in a show last week, and we need to go. You're probably hitting your, your, your drop dead time here. But I like, was going to say, I have been I've, I should have been looking up something okay. this whole time. All right. But Trent Delfer mentioned, like, as a quarterback, you know, you, you drop back 35 times a game. You really only have to play quarterback 10 snaps. Like, Aaron Rodgers only asked to play quarterback 10 snaps. The rest of it should be kind of drawn up so he doesn't have to really think all that hard and things are there for him. Like, I think... Mike Norvell does a really good job of that. Uh, there's there's so many plays that are just man, it's there. It's we've yeah. we've we've put the stress on them. We've set this up. It is there for the taking. You don't even have to think about it. Go for it. And it, you know, so that that's that's huge. That's really cool. I don't even think Jimbo has been able to replicate that with anybody other than Jameis. So I appreciate it. All right, we're done, Corey. We made it. We did it, man. Good job, Aslan. All right, appreciate all. It was great, great show. Great week. Yeah, I can't wait to see all you guys uh, tonight. At uh, Corner Pocket for the big uh, the big happy hour. Then obviously Saturday, when you have a uh, a better than Vanderbilt crowd uh, show up at Dope Campbell Stadium. Uh, which, by the way, on Thursday evening, Michael Alford released another statement saying that the game is still on, so we should probably maybe. Well, not only that, he also said that anybody that had been impacted by uh, Hurricane Ian and had moved or been displaced and can prove it, I guess with a driver's license, um, could get up to possibly four tickets at to the game. Oh, you, no. yeah. 
Yep. If you go um, to the ticket office, the base, I think it's the baseball ticket office. I think it says you go look and find the, uh, the, the statement on the, on the, on Twitter or the website or on our website. It's all there, but yeah, he, he's offering, they're offering tickets to displaced families and fans that happen to be in Tallahassee or are relocated to the panhandle. If they want to come over and watch some football. All right. So, okay. I got, it. so you, you can't, your ID can't say that you're from Monticello. And get it for free. I wouldn't think, but I don't know. I don't know how – are they going to care? I, I don't know. I, I think in a statement it just said a Florida driver's license. So, technically, if you live on, uh, I don't know, man, Magnolia Street or, or Tennessee, yeah. just see if they'll let you just go to the game. <laughs> Take that, Dave Clawson. <laughs> man, man, they, they, they don't do that kind of stuff in Nashville. This could be a whole different animal your team's dealing with. Michael Alford's going to plant the spear. Oscar's going to hand it to him. He's going to be like, what? Yeah. Look at all these people. He's Corey. I'm Aslan. Thanks so much for listening to Wake Up Board Chant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. As Corey said, he'll be hanging out live happy hour, 530 at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Jeff Cameron Show, 1 to 3 o'clock. Have a great one. Go Knowles.